1: This podcast is brought to you by ease <laughs> easecom your first purchase, and I'm getting a lot of this. People are taking advantage of it. $20 off, promo code HAM, over 50 bucks free delivery. E A Z E.com, promo code HAM.
2: Tell other people to use the promo code. Help out your <laughs> friends. I think what's terrifying about this second pick is you can see all the different ways that it goes wrong, that you pick the wrong guy. Because there's so many guys that look like the right guy right here, and this feels like such a higher pressure draft to me than the one when they than the other time they had the second pick and traded back to three and took Solomon Thomas, pick that hasn't looked good. But but I just you know at the time that there wasn't like a clear there were other guys you could take, but it didn't it wasn't like this draft where you could go to the mat for four or five guys you think will be in the Pro Bowl in two years.
1: Well, Haberman hates drafting offensive linemen in the first round. Yep despises it. I like it as a philosophy. I hate it as like an actual because yeah, act. if you're going to go to, to OTAs there's only really two positions you really want to sign up for. So you're not into D tackles really on the fence for DNs. Again, you like it philosophically, not in reality. I like somebody else's team to do it. When Saturday ended, I, I said why not just take DK Metcalf too? But he just <laughs> when, and then I text around. You can't do that. But like that. W- if you did that you would get a lot of credit from the fans. We'd be like, oh, my, we're, Julio! It would be sweet. But then the moment it turned into Kevin White, they'd want you fired. Right. And rightly so. so. And rightful, it, it would be It would be beyond bold. It would be an Al, older Al Davis type move. But, he, would, yeah, you can't go from fringe first rounder to number two overall pick. Especially because
2: there is a... Would you say there's a chance you could get him in the second round at the top
1: end of the second round? No, not anymore. Okay. Uh... But there's a chance that you could get one of the guys that might be better. Like, is Akeem Butler or Nikhil Harry a better player? Like, at the end of the day, you just say, better player. And that's very possible. Because as DJ said, when one of the Fresno State guys was doing the gauntlet drill, uh, Johnson, the uh, white, Keyshawn? Keyshawn Johnson? Yeah. He ran a slow 40. Yeah, And we knew he was slow. He's like a four-six guy. But then DJ's like, you know what's funny? is we spend all this time talking how sweet the 40 is, and when you work in the league or you follow the league, you always talk about, God, this guy looks slow when you're watching him play for the team. But he ran so fast. Well, Keyshawn Johnson goes through the gauntlet drill, and Michael Irvin's like, look how smooth this kid is. Just boom, boom. He's just a natural. He's, he's a crabtree type. Like that's, But he's a good football player. Someone's going to get him in the fourth or fifth round, and he's going to play in the league for nine years. And there are going to be dudes that ran fast that are not. And Steve Smith's like, yeah, some dudes got it, some dudes don't. And that's the He was talking part. about Witten or? <laughs> that, that, that too. <laughs> he's just a shit talker. So <laughs> you get, get blessed. Uh, but uh, Rich stopped because DJ tried to provoke him. Did you see the highlight of that? No. And Rich is like, guys, you could tell like he might be friends with Witten or something. Just out of some professional respect, you know. Yeah, because they were going to go in. He's like, what do you think, Steve? And DJ knew he'd get him to say something kind of crazy. And he's like, what are you talking about, DJ? He's like, yeah, and leave. He's like, you want my real opinion? He's like, yeah, give it to me straight. We're just like, hey. He knew something bad was coming. He still kind of took a shot. (laughs) But let's just say DK Metcalf not. You can't take an offensive guy. Whoever you take it to, one thing's clear. These players have all been blue chip guys. Like Zion Williams, Ed Oliver, Rashawn Gary, Bosa, like number one high school recruits, All-Americans, like Guys, you're gonna pass on several of them. right? You just,
2: you just made up a blue chip player, by the
1: way. You oh. went
2: Bryce Harper, I want to bring a championship to DC. Zion <laughs>
1: Williams? It's an incredible player. Uh, I meant Zion Williamson. I Slash Quinn and player. Williams. Yeah. So <laughs> Zion Williams would be incredible. But you get my point. They whoever they take it to, who goes three, four, five, six, seven, there are gonna be some dudes that are gonna be seven time pro bowlers, right? You know, just staples for the league. And you just better make sure you get. It, to me, it's much easier to, where the Raiders are drafting it for because they can justify if they take Gary or they take Ed Oliver, whoever they end up taking. Well, Bosa and Allen were off the board, so it was we thought he was the best. Maybe if he doesn't turn out the best, it'll be hard to be as critical as two because they're going to pass on. Uh, you know, I mean, literally they're passing on just in the top ten. Seven more guys that will go. And it's pretty clear just the way this draft and how talented these guys are. Maybe four or five of them of the seven are going to be fucking good. And that's where I think last year it goes well, they took Baker, then Saquon. I think Sam's going to be good. You just, all these guys that went, you're like, oh, these guys are pretty good. Quentin Nelson, Roquan Smith. Like, so if you took Quentin Nelson, you pass on Roquan Smith, but it's like, oh, I got an all pro. You can't say shit. You know, I, I, I passed on Sam Darnold, which is still crazy, but at the end of the day, the one thing you'll never be able to take away from the Giants, they got maybe the best running back of this next generation, right? So they'll always, yeah, we passed on Steve Young, but we got Barry Sanders. It kind of stops you in your tracks. Right, what, right. what you cannot do if you're John Lynch is, yeah, we passed on Barry Sanders and we got Manny Lawson, you know? that That's where it, it just – I, it's it, This is a crazy-ass pressure on him at two, especially if Kyler goes one, because you got the pick of the litter. And you could take... Are you going to end up... Hell, if you just end up with Clowney and pass on Mac, you can hold your head high. Yes, I agree. But y- you cannot take fucking, you know, whoever and have him turn out to just be Solomon Thomas was when it, Khalil Max and J.J. Watts are after. Yeah, was it Metcalf that said... The, See, the, 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 and the, what the Raiders have that you don't, John is they got three picks. So if they hit on two of the three and they miss on four but nail the 20s, no one will really care, right? Not that no one will care, yeah. but it's like if, if you get...
2: You would take that every Niners time. The 20s, yeah. You would take two out of your three picks at every time. You'd, you'd be you'd be winning divisions if you hit 66% of your picks. Um, was it Metcalf that said, I think it was Jennifer Lee Chan's article I read, that, that the meeting was pretty intense with the Niners, the 15-minute interview? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that one said Wes Welker was in the meeting, so I, I think it was Metcalf. You, usually, the meeting when you get, it's the head coach, you know, it's Bright Peters, May, Mayhew, G Lynch. I would imagine for every player that comes in, that also the position coach comes in, you know, so Welker, whoever wide receiver they interviewed, Welker would just be there. I liked hearing right?
0: that.
1: That's normal that. practice. I liked reading that. That Welker was in there? No, that the it was just not a comfortable meeting. It shouldn't be comfortable. The, the Niners have zero room for comfort guy and if it came out like just some crazy statement let's say he went if it comes out in the next month or two that he just even uh, got close even if it was welker or john lynch That they some went jeff, jeff ireland. ireland yeah your mom was a whore no not a, a whore is the wrong term she was a prostitute like they they just asked what her occupation was people freaked out like i i'm sorry John Lynch and Welsh Welker can just ask questions that, you know, fucking John Middlecoff, the scout, can't. And you can blast him, you can say they cross the line. Like I I'm sorry, they they just can't. They have been places, they've seen things. Here's I, an interview question for you. Can you ask a player, are you afraid of CTE? Uh th- th- you're you're getting on a slippery slope there. Yeah. I, I want to know,
2: like, are you just gonna are you, gonna? are you gonna? Are you gonna lie to the trainer and say you don't have a headache? Like I want you to.
1: You would get destroyed in the media. if you Right. Know.
2: Yeah. But if
1: what if John Lynch said, like, that's how I played. I talked to a basketball coach the other day. He's retired. I would recommend not asking the question <laughs> okay. if I was a player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. But, I, but thought, I couldn't you justify? It's not that crazy of a question, right? Because you let's call it what it is. You don't want to draft someone that is really caught up in CTE or thinking about it a lot. Well, I mean, if you were bulky, could you ask it? You had a guy
2: just leave the sport. Uh, and by the way, it's fair for guys to feel that way. But I had a retired basketball coach say to me, tell me the other day. Well, I guess more than the other day, a while ago, we were talking about. He had a player once upon a time that had a concussion, and the kid like really wanted to play. And finally, after like two weeks, the coach was like, "Hey, son, hey, look, son, if you want to get on the court, you have to stop telling the." Like if you're mad that they stop passing, they haven't passed you. You can't keep telling the trainer you have a headache. Like I'm just telling you. Like I'm not telling you to cheat. I'm just saying if you want to play, the reason you're not playing is because you keep telling them you have a headache. They will not clear you. with You're not going to get on the
1: court. Yeah.
2: So, I don't know. Just I mean, you gotta. I wonder if you wonder it. Maybe you don't. Well, you think Welker wonders that? Well, how many concussions do you think Welker played within his career? Countless. I mean Edelman. I mean. Yeah. Adam and
1: Ricky, um, by the way, Ricky Fowler's uh, fiancé is wearing this jumpsuit. Yeah, she's pretty good looking. Uh, good work there, Rick. Allison Stokey. Yeah. Bear. Th- I, you agree, though, with just the premise of what I said, that you won't know right away, and whoever they draft, the day of the draft, it'll seem sweet. But it's – they would – like this could be the – straw that ruins this administration if they were to fuck this thing up yeah i mean it's it's like if you take allen and you don't take bosa or vice versa and the other guy is incredible now you'll always be able to say well yeah no everyone would take him bosa but it's like that you're not everyone you're, you're paid the two of you are paid a combined 12 million dollars and you have the number two overall pick you gotta get it right like at the end of the day reggie mckenzie ended up getting fired but he got some things right and you know it, it is it's always easier to be at four or five and have just the guy fall in your lap, like Elway last year. The guy, Chubb just fell in his lap. It, it happened. And that's, but you you don't get as much, You to me, you always get more credit for making like, you hit the home run at two or three. Like the guy didn't fall in your lap, you had to make a decision. Like to me, the more impressive Reggie draft pick was always Amari over Kevin White, because you could have gone either way. You could have gone Amari, Kevin White, and Leonard Williams, and he 100% drafted the right player. Yeah. And that was hard. That was way harder than Cleo Mack. What the what the the Raiders pick is still going to be difficult because you could justify taking three or four guys there, but it's easier than the it two, right? Especially if Kyler Murray goes one. Like who who okay? Who's the best defensive player in your draft, John Lynch? Who do you think is the best player?
2: Well, it is like if Kyler goes one, this is like drafting one because we know they wouldn't have taken a quarterback,
1: right? Because I was when I drove to Davis, was I driving home? They must have replayed moving the chains because i heard the conversation that they you were usually do about the yeah. previous set. yeah so they were they were having that conversation about what they could get for Rosen or whatever but Kerwin also said that at the end of the day a player can't have the same grade because if they do have the same grade you still have them stacked so even if both guys are let's say your grading system uh the top five pick is a two or I don't even know it does it's a relevant arbitrary number well even if they are the exact same number one guy is stacked above the other guy and that's what we do in these draft meetings. When you hear all these, we're in draft meetings, we're in draft meetings. The whole fucking point of the draft meeting is to set the stack. So when when the pick comes to us and we have the opportunity to pick, who is the top player on the board? So who, to me, the hardest part about the Raiders, like the, the the Raiders are always going to be able to say, well, our top three players went the first three picks. We just, we had to go a different direction. Like maybe they, dra- uh, who knows? But the, the, John Lynch is not going to have that. Even if Bosa went one, you'd go, okay, who's the second best player on your board? If you're not gonna trade out or trade right, back. Right. And trading back, once upon a time, the Browns traded back. Like trade you don't automatically nail it with a trade back. The Browns were at four. They could have got Khalil Mack. They traded a nine to pass on Khalil Mack. And then they ended up taking Gilbert with the ninth pick. So a trade back doesn't always just work.
2: Well, and I would say this too, in the context of just how big this is for Lynch. Hitting a home run here, even if the play is we'll move back five spots, hitting a home run here will always – you just pick the right guy, and he's a great player. It will not matter that, oh, you could have maximized value by getting two other picks, moving back four spots, and taking a guy that's almost as good. If you hit a home run, we'll never talk about that you could have traded just, back.
1: Yeah, again. just get Khalil Mack or Fletcher Cox or whatever, and no one's talking – People are people are liking you a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And the other part of
2: this is that they had the Solomon Thomas deal, the trade and draft, and they drafted Ruben Foster, and that looked good, but now
1: it doesn't. Like, that's all part of the equation. I would say also the difference of the Solomon Thomas draft. This has been a place we were not quite feeling that pick. But the one small defense I'll give, that draft was weird. It wasn't great. Yeah, a no, no, totally. totally. That's this, why I said this is not the same level of that. To me, this draft is on a completely different level where it's like, okay, what what you got? You know, who do you value? Because, you you know, they, they didn't tank quite well enough to get the number one pick. Uh, because if I told you right now the 49ers are the first pick. No. Do
2: you think they'd trade back? I don't know if they would. I would tell them not to. Although you could justify, look at all these great players. If you're just going to four for Kyler, do it. So, actually, I would... Yeah, you would trade back, probably. That's the point of all these good players, right? Go to four, get a guy that's just as good as the guy you'd get
1: at one. Yeah, that's where you could justify if you were at one. Let's say Gruden would trade you four for one and give you... So, by that
2: logic, shouldn't we be saying the same thing about two?
1: Yeah, you could. But I'm not. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Take him. Take the guy.
1: Well, at the end of the day, the most important thing is just fucking nailing the picks. Because last year the Colts went from three to six and they came back with a draft with like four pro bowlers. So he's just, uh, how much different whenever the NFL network goes to Chris Ballard, every you just start looking at him like, oh, all right, see the hype. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get it. No <laughs> one, you know, people have been talking about him like Sean McVay of personnel guys. Yeah. He's really good. He knows his shit. Well, I mean, again, like I'll
2: fly in the face of my own logic. If you go, Joey Bosa is one, and Josh Allen is two, and then Quentin Williams is three on our board. And at two, we can get Joey, but we feel comfortable if we go back to five, we'll get Quentin Williams. They're almost the same guy. Let's just do that. I, I, I understand it. I'm just saying take the guy you feel the best about, and at number two, you get to take whoever you want. Just take the guy you feel the best about. One this was year is cl-
1: one, I might feel a little differently. <clears throat> I agree. It's clear this decision is really fucking hard. Like they could do th- – they could justify doing, like, three different things. But the one thing that is not arguable, they are paid so much goddamn money to know and get it right. Like, that's – they are entrusted to have the the ability to know ex- what the right thing to do is, right? That's – at the end of the day, they were entrusted and paid a lot, and I think highly of them both. I'm, I think probably higher of Kyle than I do John. Not that I don't – I mean, I think John's a super high-level guy, but I'm just – we're really gonna. find You feel out like you know that Kyle's a good coach. Yeah, is John Lynch ever gonna be considered a top ten GM or something in the league? I, I can't say that. It's impossible. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm nervous for them to be honest with you. Good. Yep. I, I, I just think the decision is that hard. I, I, I think it would be much easier for them to be, like it's the Raiders are actually in an easier position. Now, it's easier just because I also had three picks, but I'm just saying it's easier at four or five in this draft because there's so many guys that are just going to fall to you and you'll just be able to, oh, you know, Quentin Williams fell to us, we couldn't pass on him. Where you're too, you set the, the domino effect. Like, you are the one that, that tips the scale.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.